listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead. With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Genius Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. <laughs> Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that doubles, doubles your pleasure and doubles, doubles your fun. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're amping everything <coughs> up to 11 as we <coughs> talk about our favorite direct horror part two mm-hmm. sequels. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, let me remind you guys, we are part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our past episodes over at BoomHowdy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junket in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe. And then when you drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in two holes. I was wondering where you were going to go with that one. I was pleasantly pleased with that. So here we are, Genius. Yep. Um, this episode is going to be released on Friday, October 28th, which mm-hmm. is kind of signaling the end <coughs> of October. Mm-hmm. And for many of us, you know, in the horror community, that's the end of the greatest month of the year. Yeah. yeah. Once again, it's like Christmas. It is. Scary, it is. scary Christmas. Scary Christmas to you, good sir. <laughs> and like any good horror fans, you know, we, uh, we obviously, we up the ante just in terms of what can we do to seek out even more horror than yeah. we normally do. Because <laughs> right. let's face it, you know, we do a weekly horror podcast. Mm-hmm. We're horror fans. So this is perfect for this us. This is. Well, yeah. and sometimes, I mean, some, I, I'll admit, some Octobers, it's kind of like, uh, I hate to say something like, uh, it's an amateur hour for that kind of shit, because it never is. But it's one of those, I watch horror films throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So maybe in October, that's the time of the year, maybe I'll break out some hybrid ones, you know, maybe an action horror hybrid. Some uh, just, more unique ones. Sure, or maybe even just steer away from horror for the month. I don't know, just to give myself a reprieve. Mm-hmm. You know, again, just uh. let, let everyone else enjoy it that I enjoy all the time. Oh, not me. I amp my shit up. Exactly. It's like the time of year where everybody's a horror fan in a way. You know, there it because it's not like it's in your face, but it's it's October. It's October. It's October. It's Halloween time. It's that one time where you can talk horror in a polite crowd Mm -hmm. in polite society, Mm -hmm. if you will. And so, you know, everyone does their whole. 31 days of October where they'll go out and they'll try to watch a horror movie a day. Mm-hmm. And I realize myself, and I, I, as busy as I am, I know that sounds funny, like you're busy, but um, it's just no. too hard for me. Right. But... But, but, but we make up for it. We <laughs> I'd like to think so, just in the fact... Um, but I'll, no, but to be honest, though, I, I really think that this month I've gone, for me above and beyond in my horror yeah. and I'm really happy with it because I've experienced some <laughs> Google gems. gobble Google gobble one of us one of us <laughs> maybe what I've been missing out all this time here you know amping it to 11 in the month of October or 12 or well, of course of course mm-hmm. maybe 15 13 13 Ooh. 13 13 Six six six. <laughs> we'll keep it consistent there. Um, but obviously, just in terms of the amount of films that you know we usually host in a month, mm-hmm. it obviously ups in October, yeah. which is great because um, 
a lot of the films that we're going to talk about here, just in terms of kind of what we've uh, seen, um, a majority of them have been in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into a little bit more into that here soon. But um, on October 1st, kind of kicked off the month of October in a kind of grand fashion, uh, did my fourth Halloween marathon mm-hmm. at my house. And last year we did screen four films, uh, and much like uh, when we do kind of our Monday Mystery Movie Nights, our live uh, podcast episodes of Nerds and Nostalgia, you don't know what you're getting until you show up. Yeah. And a lot of horror festivals actually do that now, where everything is a mystery lineup, and so I always do that. And so this year I went with four uh, films, one from the 80s, one from the 90s, one from the 2000s, and the 2010s. And I had no idea what you were and showing. you're one of my great which, friends, man. Yeah, so. And so it was like totally under wraps, so I was like, oh, sweet, now like I get to play too. It, it was really really dope it was it was it was a a very good kickoff because you put a lot i could tell you put a lot of thought into it i is okay as sad as it is i really had no i could tell i could tell you put a lot of thought and you put a lot of love into it and i was like yes it showed and it was appreciative had a good themes and it had good everything dude it was dope thank you and i I realized uh just kind of coming into october that i did want to step my game up if you will no you started off big and i figured i might as well give us four really good strong films so the first film we started off with i wanted something good gooey uh, a lot of fun uh something that kind of engages people uh went with 1986's from beyond mm-hmm. which was like i thought I, it <laughs> yeah. was fun and the great thing uh obviously <coughs> when we go out and we uh host the films one of our first questions usually is who's seen this for the first time mm-hmm. and the people that i'm inviting in my home if you will right my good friends a private affair yeah people yeah. that i for the most part probably have seen a lot of these films and it mm-hmm. turned out a few of people that were there hadn't seen it right which was grand mm-hmm. for me because it's such a great little film especially who hadn't seen it and you're like Our, I get to show it off which was that's not necessarily ownership with something like that but being but able it to hand it down yeah. almost it's mm-hmm. fantastic and you start the day off with Barbara Crampton which right you can't, you can't go, go wrong no not uh-huh. at all and Mm-mm. it's just such a good weird film Stuart Gordon so it's, um, it's, it's slimy it's <laughs> it's slimy it's wonderful gr- and it, uh, the, the, the DP in it just the great cues <laughs> that, not that kind of DP <laughs> this is this is a classy <laughs> show ladies and gentlemen sorry about that <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> we'll see genius off now should I say the director of photography there a lot of red hues i was just going to go into there uh but then i transitioned to the second film uh wanted to do something from the 90s and i wanted to go i was either going to originally do dead alive mm-hmm. or Candyman, which in my opinion is probably the best for the film of the 90s yeah um but i wanted to maybe slow it down a little because from beyond is quite crazy so mm-hmm. i decided to go with um what some argue is John Carpenter's last great film, but in the mouth of madness. Yeah, that was an excellent choice. And that's a fun film. Yeah. And it slows things down a little. But it still keeps with the from beyond slimy theme. Because they're both inspired from Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of mm-hmm. my connective tissue yeah. within the within the two. Yeah, it worked well. It Thanks. worked very well. And it's John Carpenter. And, and you can't go wrong. You can't you No. No. I mean, seriously. I know people who aren't even into horror dig that movie a lot. Oh yeah. Well and that's Oh, okay, hold on. I got to yeah. tell you what happened to me today, speaking of the mouth of madness. So Ooh. today I'm driving to work, right? And I work in I work in a small town. I work at a little toy store. But I got to go down like K3. I'm going down K32, and it is just covered in fog. Oh, no. Just this dark, dank fog. I almost have a feeling I know where this is going to go, and if it does, I'm going to be very scared. So I'm, I'm driving. I park in the parking lot. I'm like, God damn a lot of fog in here. I'm like about to go in the door. I look out. There's an old man in a in a denim jacket on a bicycle, bicycle. just going right down the road like that. And he's going fast. He's going fast. And like fast enough for his hair's kind of blowing. Wispy like. Yes. And I'm like, 
boom, 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 boom. Let me in, let me in, let me in, let me in, let me in. Boom, 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 boom. Let me in, let me in, let me in. Yeah, I, no. The horror movies have taught us no. anything. Yeah, no, let me in. No, no, no. It was... <laughs> the only way that could have been any worse is if you were driving and you would have passed him. Right. I'm oh. just glad I was parked. That way I could, like, I'm not going to say run, but I could flee, you know? <laughs> that's frightening. Yes. No, it that's was terrifying. That's scary. Because <laughs> Happy that's... Halloween to me. <laughs> From your old pal, John Carpenter. Hey, everybody. I got him pretty good. Happy Halloween. Yeah, we did if it's buck flowers on the buck the whole time. That would have been amazing. <laughs> we got real good that time. <laughs> Some bitch. <laughs> I will say that entire scene always just frightened the shit out of me, man. So God love you for living through that. <laughs> it was terrifying as shit. And getting through that. But again, <laughs> you, you know how to survive. Just get the hell out of the situation. Mm-hmm. That's how you get through it. So um, the first two films we screened indoors and we went outdoors. Mm-hmm. And so I went from something from the 2000s. Um, I originally was going to go with um, House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. A Ty West film, kind of a throwback to the 80s, but again, very much a slow burn, and I needed something with a little bit of a kick. Right. You know, you got to get inject him again, so I went with one of my favorite films from 2000, it's 2005, Adam Green's Hatchet. Yeah. And, and it was just what the doctor ordered, you right? know, because you had slow burn, then you had madness, and then you just had a different type of madness. And this one is but over it was just, the top, Yeah, just campy. crazy, just a lot of fun and gore, and yeah. But the best part of it was, one of our friends, uh, Caleb, was watching it for the first time, and... I wouldn't necessarily consider Hatchet a scary movie. You know, for me, it's more fun. It's gory. You but know? we were raised on yeah, that shit. We're used to that. Yeah, we're, and so that's you know, our that that's our everyday man. That is our it's our yeah. it's our bread and butter exactly. And so, um, <coughs> I, again, I just don't. Do you find it as a, as a scary movie? No, I find it okay, fun. Okay, it's it's I could. There's some good. There's some well earned jump scares. Jump scares. There's some well earned ones. And Adam Green's. Good at that. Good at that. Little good. Of, it's the misdirection. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, Caleb was getting he was getting freaked out by the jump scares. Yeah. And he was genuinely scared. And let me tell you something. Just witnessing it and experiencing that and seeing, I don't know. There's something about it. And for me, it's not a gleeful, sadistic thing like it is for you. <laughs> for me, it's <laughs> that heavens. <laughs> for me, it's the shared experience. But like experiencing seeing some, somebody enjoying yes. and get a, a and horror would, movie just scare them. And yeah, yeah, and he was he was enthralled with it. He was enjoying it, yeah. even though he was scared of it. And he he wasn't he wasn't quiet about it either. No, no, it was great. No. It was jump scared. And yeah. so I'm refilling a little propane tank behind him and a propane, a propane related accessory. accessory. Damn it. And I, I, Caleb. I couldn't stop because I knew there was a jump scare coming up. And so I just stopped doing it. And I just started staring at it. And I was waiting for it because it was just so much fun watching him react. And then, of course, genius being genius, <laughs> I was like, dude, Caleb's just scared to death. And he's like, really? <laughs> and you, of course, scared to death. Doont, 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 doont. Shit! Uh, and it was it was very jumped, well earned. He jumped about three feet in the fucking air. <laughs> it was pretty grand. It was pretty grand. Uh-huh. But that experience it was fantastic. And so then the last film I showed, uh, something from 2010, <laughs> was originally going to go with It Follows, but again more of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to do something more that kind of celebrated the spirit of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And what better than one of our favorite new anthologies, uh, Tales, Tales of Halloween, man? Which that was a perfect ice here on the cake because. It encompassed everything about Halloween. The scary movies, the camaraderie, the just celebration of the fall season, the, 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 that the shenanigans, the horror, everything. That's That was a perfect cherry on a horror Sunday. And also a few of our friends hadn't seen that one as well. Yeah. And a friend of the podcast, Clint Sears, had contributed to that. Now, mm-hmm. Clint was originally going to be coming to the uh, the marathon. 
Now, had he shown up, I would have gone with It Follows because, you know, I just don't want to wake up. But no, I love that movie. It's yeah. so much fun. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and check it out. So that kind of kicked off everything, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. And so a lot of the other films that we're going to talk about are ones, again, that were theater experiences. Mm-hmm. And so uh, over at Tapcade, we had a chance. Uh, this one was a lot of fun. Uh, they did a few free screenings of some films. <laughs> and yes. this one, I have not. So the best part about almost all these films is a lot of these I have not seen in at least 10 years. Yeah. Some of them were first-time watches. Some of them were... So it was kind of just seeing it again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was one of David Cronenberg's. It was his first film. If you haven't seen it, oh, my God, drop what you're doing. It'll give you shivers. It, it'll give... I got the the shavers. I got, I got the sh- Ooh, the Canadian the Canadian, Canadian shivers, shivers. My goodness! Ooh. And what I love Oof. about Cronenberg or his films are distinctly Canadian, just in terms of the way they look, the way they sound. There's something about that otherworldly. The, they're just our neighbors to the north, man. But there's something alien <laughs> the, about the them. Weird neighbors to the north. <laughs> because all of his films, in one way or another, you know, usually deal with some sort of body horror. Mm-hmm. You know, um, your body betraying you. But this one also is very sexual in nature, <laughs> and it's a 19. 19- 1975 film and my god does it it's very 75 every bit of the 70s 75 and i say that though not necessarily jokingly because it was very much (laughs) a product of its time right but you know it it you should be prepared it's it's very 70s and the audience was very interesting because there were some younger kids in there Uh i would probably say about 17 or 18 yeah and it gets pretty rapey it oh it's it's early cronenberg yeah so you're thinking rabid shivers you're getting very, very not not subtle at all, but no. just very in your face um, text, basically mm-hmm. in terms of uh, sex, uh, STDs, uh, this this sexual revolution, if you will. Right. And it's very interesting, and it basically makes everyone these mindless <laughs> party sex, animals. Yeah, sex zombies, basically, right? just party animals. Just <laughs> True, really and truly, it yeah. really is what it boils down to. <laughs> Shenanigans and. It, well, you mentioned before that if you you could probably recut that entire movie to make it more of a like a, <laughs> like a boner jam, yeah, yeah. because the, there's one central location mm-hmm. in that really weird condo place, which is just creepy, yeah, in and of itself, because it's like futuristic, like, it is all amenities, like uh, in fucking Land of the Dead, Shutter, mm-hmm. no, Fiddler's Green, mm-hmm. yeah. So very much, it's I don't know necessarily it's going to be supposed to be like some sort of thing on class, what yeah. have you, but it still worked really well. It's still effective, mm-hmm. but you know people were. Mm-hmm. Getting Giggling at certain things, but there also is some just really gnarly shit in there yeah. as well. Everybody was having a good time, yeah. good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. But you know, it was a good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that we had a chance to host was the late show screening of Ghoulies, <laughs> which S- sorcery at its finest. S- it sorcery was a, shenanigans. It was a lot of fun. That it, one, it, it was it played well on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. and that's an, the one thing. Just the unifying the connective tissue with all this is just that theater experience, mm-hmm. man. There is nothing that can compare as much fun as i had here in my own home doing that stuff it's just still and it just it it just it's exponential Mm -hmm. in terms of what we get in the theater experience um another good one that we saw and this was a uh, mondo screening (laughs) this really (laughs) weird bad (laughs) shit film 1979's the visitor (laughs) i'm gonna do some crazy shit i might do some non-crazy shit And so, Uh, best part was that was your first viewing. Yes, I've never seen that movie, and I'm so glad I saw that movie. It was remarkable. It was how do you how do you a a southern a a southern omen versus space Jesus, yeah, versus Kareem Abdul Jabbar versus birds. 
there it's basically in its essence it's a evil kid yeah it's a spawn versus, of Satan. Yes, versus it's a spawn of Satan versus, versus Space, an angel Jesus, from Jesus from and his Space angels. Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just as it sounds. It's just yeah, and that's all. I could go into more, but you know, no, I it can't. was a blast. I, I, but it was just so much fun. Check out the trailer if if it, that doesn't intrigue you. <laughs> if, if, if that no trailer doesn't intrigue you, then I don't know. You <laughs> you're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> this might not. This one might might not be for you. No, there. Yeah, you might not. You might not dig that one. But I, this one was beautiful movie. It's no, and it's just it's so it's batshit. It's you say, insane. Bat it's batshit crazy. crazy. Yeah. But the some of the shots are just really oh, beautiful. Very... I mean, it's a freak out Italian cinema. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's set, set in Georgia. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> With aquariums and and wheelchairs. The minute and... you break into Foghorn Leghorn, you know where <laughs> it's say, over. I'll say. I'll say. It's the the devils amongst us. <laughs> now the highlight of the month for me, and just in terms of scene films, um, was I was able to host the Never Sleep Again marathon, mm-hmm. in which we marathoned every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie, which was I just I want to so talk jealous, a little bit. Dude. I want to talk a little bit about the experience doing it. Number one, um, I'm a, obviously we're huge fans of the right. series one, two, and three. I've seen so many times that mm-hmm. you know, and recently in the theater. Been yeah, we to got those. to see we got to see them. Uh, yeah, yeah, many times actually, which is great. So you know, the, it's the later ones that I was really looking forward to. But man, the crowd that was there was the most like enthusiastic. Yeah, passionate. Yeah, diehard, amazing. It was just it was something weird with not weird, but there was there was a really cool energy. Yeah, that was going on. Well, you got to be a fan if you're going to sit through all fucking seven films. Yeah, because it started did, at two in the afternoon. Did anybody was that anybody's first time? It, that was the weird thing. Was <gasps> so I was like, by any chance, because I didn't think I'd get that many people, if any. Uh-huh. I was like, by any chance, is anyone about to see? The entirety of these films, this franchise, for the first time, dude, at least half of the people raised their hands, wow. which to me blew my mind. And of course, wow. everyone else was like, holy shit, are you kidding me? <laughs> so that I mean, and we had a like three quarters full theater. Uh-huh. Right? So there it was all quite a few people. Nice. So I was like, guys, you're about to see like the most amazing roller coaster ride uh-huh. of a horror franchise. Yeah, because I've never marathoned that entire series start to finish. No, I don't. I don't know many who have. Have you done anything like that with no. any other franchises? No. I know people that do, but uh-huh. I've never done it myself. No. And so it was amazing because I realized that again that shared experience. And mm-hmm. so first film played like gangbusters. Uh, I That's actually right. I watched everyone for that first scare when Freddie pops up behind Tina mm-hmm. and that first dream sequence and my god because I knew effective that's, oh oh yeah gang dude nice. the gangbusters was amazing nice. Nice. Uh, best thing though was of course I was interacting with everyone beforehand we mm-hmm. did the one two Freddie's coming for sing along was a lot right. of fun um, but my the highlight for me was the dream trilogy again seeing it in the theater mm-hmm. on the big screen with the crowd and uh, I haven't seen part four five or Freddie's dead. And at least, again, those yeah, are the 10 it's been a ones. minute. Yeah, part four I think is my favorite of the franchise. Yeah. After seeing everything like that, uh huh. Part three is great, of course. Right. Every, almost everyone said that was their favorite, but man, scene yeah. four I hadn't seen it in a while, and it's I think it's kind of the peak. I know everyone says three is the peak, but I think four is really the peak, mm-hmm. and then you get the decline. I know a lot of people say you get the decline after three, but after seeing everything back to back to back like that, yeah, you have a fresh perspective yeah. on it. And I don't. It was a lot. Huh. It was so f- good though. And then of course, Dream Child. I haven't seen it in ages. Played mm-hmm. really great. Freddy's Dead. 
That movie grumbles. I'm going to grumble on that one a little bit. I haven't seen it in a while, and I think because Absence makes the heart grow fonder, I believe, I really enjoyed seeing it now. I had the chance, though, to make a confession to everyone, and we have a segment of the show called I've Seen That, Mm -hmm. where we confess um, something we would basically lie in the horror community. Right. You know, have you seen that? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. So I confess to everyone, because we're going to have to do an episode of I've Seen That, or a segment of I've Seen That for A New Nightmare. You've never seen it? I've never seen it. What'd you think? Well, here's the thing. Uh Uh-huh. My hypnosoul about that time had probably worn off. I unfortunately I had to bow out. My I was well, too yeah. exa- I'm an old man at this point. But let me tell you something. I think pretty much the entire audience stayed the entirety man. Nice. And again, what was great is uh, our friend Brett showed 35 millimeter trailers before every um, every movie. Mm-hmm. There was it was just so much fun, man. Um, it was just and again the crowd. Okay. Yeah. And part three, there's that moment when um, um oh my god um, Ken Seg's character Jesus oh, Christ uh, Kincaid. He's rocking himself to sleep. He's like, ain't mm-hmm. gonna sleep no Well, there's a guy next to me, and I noticed he was kind of like whispering along with the little thing. He was like having a moment, right? And I was like, oh, and it felt so intimate. Like, And I almost felt like I shouldn't have seen it. Like I, yeah. you know, I walked into something. But it was like that that moment he was having there, man. Yeah. Again, kind of like with Caleb and his scares, just seeing that, just being around mo- it. Yeah. It made, the, it made the entirety of everything. The power me, of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Just the relationship right. form. With these films. Yeah, because that guy probably seen some shit like Kim Cade, too. Shit, yeah. He found a kindred spin, like, that movie speaks to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's amazing. That's awesome. And it's, of course, realizing, like, and I said it out at the very first, I was like, you know what? Is anyone like, is uh, Freddy's Dead your favorite film? And a few people were like, yeah. And I was like, did you see it? Was that the first one you saw? And they're like, yeah. I was like, yeah. And it's like, so we talked about like the, re- and it was just, it was a great crowd. That's yeah. ultimately, that's sorry fantastic. not to go on it, but it was just no, such a that's great, awesome. it was, yeah, it was a great experience. It had just the best time on that, man. Uh, it was really good. Uh, let's see. Another one that we were able to do. We did a live podcast with Jason lives. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was uh, a lot of fun. Check that one over at Nerds of Nostalgia. We did a live podcast where we had um, Brian Corey from the Necronomicon podcast sit in with us. And mm-hmm. We talked all about Jason Lives, which we got to see on the big screen at Tapcade. And that's another one that, that I hadn't seen in a while. And it, it played well. The jokes hit. The kills were good. It, it, it's definitely a crowd favorite. You know, it might not be your favorite Friday, but it's definitely probably a good crowd movie. And a good one to see in the theater. Yeah, most definitely. God, oh, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, definitely check that episode out and check out Jason Lives. Um, <laughs> ten more minutes. Ten man. more minutes, Fuck man. Fuck all that noise. I uh, had the chance. I got a chance to uh, host a 35 millimeter screening of 1986's Trick or Treat. <sighs> yeah. That was a lot of fun. With the air guitars. Yeah, Eric Mellon, uh, Meline, uh, 2013 air guitar champion, uh, Kansas City. He actually lives in Lawrence, but Kansas City, you know, representing. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've, First time I've ever seen it on the big screen, and it was a really good 35-millimeter print. And you love you some trick-or-treat. It's heavy metal horror. Right, right. You know, I was, that's, that's your thing. I had my thing. cut on. No. Uh, made some people do air guitar for some prizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fun. But it was a late show screening. It wasn't a horror show, which is the one we do exclusively on Tuesdays. Right. Um, so Brett showed some 35 millimeter trailers of course beforehand nice and listen to the ones he showed uh there was a godfather part two hmm. which was like this uncut really rare print new year's evil <laughs> and then return of the jedi that, that's very <laughs> random all before a heavy metal horror film but it's the late show so it was kind of appropriate <laughs> were the ewoks playing sammy kerr songs <laughs> they were playing, yeah, they were playing lightsabers backwards. <laughs> Darth Maul is real. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. But that night, you were also doing something. I was at Blood Diner over at Armor, Screenland Armor, with Jackie Kong. She's 
Super cool. The movie, it's... <laughs> yeah. Try explaining Blood Diner. <laughs> There's no way to explain it. Um, cannibal cults, demons, rock and roll, um, splatter, uh, brains and dicks and jars, just just madness. We'll always talk something as weirdly wonderful, but yeah, it's one no, of those it's films. weirdly wonderful. I hosted the Q&A, um, and I came up with my gentlemen, Jackie Kong. She goes, so my first question to you, Jackie... Um, I'm sure I speak for a lot of people in this movie, especially for people first timers. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's just like, ha 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 ha. Did you like it? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's ask. Did you guys like it? And everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And she stayed and she talked to everybody. She took pictures. She's just really cool. She was really down to earth. It was really awesome to meet and talk to her. And I was thinking about how cool it was on a Saturday night in October Mm -hmm. that you had a choice of Trick or Treat on 35mm or Blood Diner with friggin' the director Mm -hmm. doing a QA. and a And it was cool because sitting right behind me was Jill Six. And Jill Six never seen the movie. Oh, wow. So it was her first time? Yes. Especially because she's all very pro women directors. Mm -hmm. She never saw it. So she's sitting there and I just hear her like laugh the whole time. Not even like subtle. Just like, (laughs) (laughs) I have an evil laugh. So does she. So does Jill. You know, it's very recognizable. And and it just made my experience just that much more better. It's that shared experience, man. Yeah, no, it was awesome. There is something about that. I'm going to call uh, Miss Jill Gavargazian out though right now. That same night, she terrified me <laughs> during the trick or treat screening. <laughs> We're gonna have her on again here very soon. <laughs> I'm gonna call her out yeah, on that. That's hilarious. It's so funny. It took me out of my <laughs> trick or treat experience for a brief second. <laughs> I had <laughs> I had to call the next day. Like, are you okay, dude? Are you? <laughs> uh, we'll go into that one. Uh, yeah. We'll do. We'll we'll break it down live uh, when we have her on there. Yeah. But I'm taking her to task on that one. <laughs> Uh, but another couple of films that I was able to um, watch, and these were some just at home, but um, was I... No, actually, this was... Shit, oh my God. Phantasm Remastered. Mm-hmm. That was another way we kind of kicked off. The, that was a lot of fun, too. And we had a chance to... Twice. See, yeah, at the Alamo Twice. and Screenland Armor. Armor. Mm-hmm. Which, again, how it's great is it? pretty dope. Oh, yeah. it was fantastic. It was yeah. so good. And it was actually the also the um, at the Screenland Armor was the uh, the debut of Cine oh, Inc., mm-hmm. which is a local company here. Yes, those posters rad. They're doing exclusive posters with certain releases. Then they kicked off with Phantasm, mm-hmm. and then the next one was actually Scream. Yeah, and they, so check them out at Cine Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, very exclusive, Casey representing and what have you. Well, and the cool thing about that is, because uh, I didn't get a chance to go to screen, but this is just stuff that we were able to host and be mm-hmm. part of and just even go and visit. That's not even including all the other stuff that's still going on. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah it, Halloween's a fucking wonderful Halloween. Uh, Kansas City's a Halloween town. It I, truly I love is. It. I love it. And whether it's for movies. Yep. Yesterday, I did Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, 35 millimeter screening. Yeah, yeah it was great. Head. It was great. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So we've had a chance to you know watch a lot of films, and we've got one more thing coming up. Again, told you. We, we got two more things. Like tomorrow, or no, tonight, this is Friday, I'm hosting the Todd Sheets uh, Dreaming Purple Neon. There we go. Yeah, because this episode Premier. is dropping on yeah. Friday, October 28th. So that so was at. To, that, it would be tonight at uh, Screenland. Screenland Armor? Yeah. There we go. What time? Uh, eight o'clock. There we go. And you will be hosting. No, nine o'clock. Nine, nine o'clock, o'clock. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. And this is Todd Sheets' new film. Yep. Excellent. Yep. And so then, to uh, then Saturday, yes. 
a little hashtag nerdoween going Nerd-a-ween on. Nerdoween going on. We're yeah. going to be hosting our second uh, annual horror marathon mm-hmm. at Tapcade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last year we we tried to do themes with it. Uh, and again, number one, it's always you know, we want to make sure they're films that play good in the crowd. So right. last year we did the themes of demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we screened demons, Night, Night of, of the, the demons, demons, and Demon Night. Went played like gangbusters. Yeah. And so, I mean, the minute that whole thing ended, we were like, <laughs> what do we do for next year? Right. And so we were coming up with different themes, and we ultimately decided that since this is going to be our second one, mm-hmm. why don't we just do part, part two? Yeah. The sequel. The sequel. The revenge. No, revenge is like four. Right. <laughs> we got to earn that revenge first. <laughs> right. We got to get that pathos going. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started talking about, well, okay, obviously, what are we going to screen then for that? Uh, mm-hmm. But you are not going to know mm-hmm. until you show up. So uh, the 29th of October uh, at Tapcade, starting at six o'clock, it's Nerdoween, you guys, mm-hmm. and three horror movies, all part twos. Yep. And we're not going to give you a hint on what they are. Uh, guaranteed, though, you're going to have fun. You're going to have a good time. These are all these are all very delegated part two. We, we put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, because there was like, well, there's this one, and there's this one, and there's that one, and that, 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 that. But we, I, I, yeah. The lineup has changed multiple times. <laughs> right. Except for with one exception. There's yeah. one film in there that has been from been the get-go. From the get. But mm-hmm. everything else has changed. Uh, but we're going to be showing vintage trailers, commercials. We're going to have a lot of prizes to give. Away. Yes, there's going to be a costume contest. There's going to be all sorts of fun and shenanigans. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, these are going to be part twos mm-hmm. of horror films, which actually brings us then to the main thrust uh, of why we're, we're here, here tonight. <laughs> we were want to talk about a little bit about our favorite horror sequels. But before we kind of get into the individual films, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the sequel itself, mm-hmm. just in terms of kind of its place in horror. Mm-hmm. And how it is basically really associated, for the most part, with the horror genre. Um, in fact, I really think, because again, in polite company, in polite circles, you don't get to talk about horror except in October. Um, and the reason is because, you know, horror is kind of a look down it, upon genre. They're like, oh, well, you are a gore hound. You like all that blood and guts. And that's my, it's about the substance. Of course it is. Of course it is. It's about the uh, metaphors that are going right, on. Right. No, say, none of the bang of the bang of the boom. Feeding the gator, you if you will. Feeding the gator, you got to get that little catharsis. But I do think a lot of the reason why people look down upon it is that almost every horror movie <laughs> inevitably has a sequel. Uh-huh. Inevitably has another sequel, uh-huh. and to the point where it almost becomes overkill, like, yeah, or saturation of every uh, diminishing uh, d- returns. returns. Exactly, because um, everything wants to be a franchise, and everything wants to be like the next big Friday the Thirteenth or the next big something. So they just started pumping out sequels, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Some were gold, um, and some were just horseshit, and just and everything in between. And so. the end goal, obviously, is it's a moneymaker. Right. But they end, ultimately, I mean, they just... Re- and that was the interesting thing in terms of the Nightmare Marathon, mm-hmm. is to see kind of the the buildup of Freddy Krueger and his eventual demise. Because you by the, by the time you get to Dream Child and Freddy's Dead, you are almost at just Freddy's oversaturation. Mm-hmm. And you can see the decline. The it's, Freddy dolls and the Freddy pillows and sleep oh my God. pajamas. And- Merchandising. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yogurt had it right back in the day. It oh, really yeah. It is all oh, about yeah. that. They become a cash cow. Um, but ultimately, I think that's a reason why people kind of look down on that, just in terms of, because what other genre actually have as many sequels mm-hmm. in terms of movies as horror? I mean, you'll get them with certain action films. I mean, like The Weapon, obviously. Right. But, sh- you know, there's seven saws. Right. 
No. Or, yeah. Right. You don't get like, you know, the Terms of Endearment doesn't have a franchise. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're not eight films deep. More Bridges of Madison exactly. County. <laughs> it doesn't. That, the, the, the esteemed genres out there don't oh, lend themselves. 150 Shades of Grey. <laughs> and so, I, I don't know. It's it's just really interesting in terms of why, why you do that. Why, again, why it's kind of looked down. Right. But I do think they, because of... Let's face it, when you see Leprechaun 5... In space. Right. It's right. Just, if you're a casual observer, you're like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's what it's come to? <laughs> it's It becomes the Simpsons clip show, basically. You know, that's right. what it's come to. Exactly. You're out of ideas with that. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of it, uh-huh. but... I think there are there's it's it's got to have the right formula. Right. There's got to there's got it's got to it's just got to work on different levels and just exceed in being a first of all a passable movie. Right. <laughs> Something you can <laughs> which, watch which some sequels have not <laughs> have drawn that line. Um but it also has to be entertaining and keep not necessarily in the same spirit of the first one but at least well, no, I mean, I think there are a number of ways that a sequel can go. Yeah. And we were kind of talking about, so, okay, let's let's go with that one. It retains the same feel of the original. But with, but with certain exceptions, but it, it enhances it. I think that, yeah, because I think yeah. there's the, the, the amping up of everything, mm-hmm. whether it's gore, kills, nudity, just right. taking everything from the original. And just making it more. Right. I definitely see that as, yeah. as an avenue. But you were kind of going, well, maybe just tweaking it a bit. There's a few things that you can do. I mean, because you can, you can take the same movie, make a part two that is totally drastically different than the original. So com- and, completely going off course. Right. So you can do... And it'd still be the sequel mm-hmm. with no real, with a very thin connective tissue, but still be a good movie. So, well, you mentioned the connective tissue, and there has mm-hmm. to be yeah, something, something there. there has to be some connective tissue, and whether that's cast, directors, writers, mm-hmm. the something, sin- the sinewy thing, name, you know, yeah. And I do think, um, it's interesting though, because I think part two has so much pressure writing on it. Mm-hmm. Because again, it wouldn't, a part two wouldn't exist if the first one wasn't successful, right? So there's a lot writing on it. And my god, it's really interesting because I think a lot of the, the ones, I think the ones that actually that kind of veer from the norm are the ones that probably get the most backlash mm-hmm. because no one likes change. No, let's face it. But sometimes it can be for the good. Right. But I mean, let's, I don't, I think you can find the argument though, that a film in, do you need change at that point? If there's more stories to tell, right. Something more deeper to mind. If there's, if you will. If, if there's more stories to tell, you okay. know, okay. I can go Whether with that. Good, bad or indifferent. If you can still not like going to milk it for everything you can, but, um, if you can expand on things and 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 it still fit, you know, no, that I, makes it's sense. it's hard it's hard to explain what exactly a good seat without giving away like examples. Sure, and we'll get know? into those examples yeah. there. So let's kind of get into those. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of our favorite part twos, before we get into individual favorites, I kind of wanted to address the big four, mm-hmm. if you will. You know, in the in the metal world, you have the big four with Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. Right. To me, in the horror film or the horror world, especially if you grew up in the eighties. The big four of the franchises, you've got Halloween, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the sequels on those particular franchises. Where mm-hmm. do you want to start? Okay. So basically, I'm going to start with Halloween 2. Halloween 2, okay. I'm going to start with Halloween 2. I broke my things down into categories on why I like certain movies and stuff. And on the big four, Halloween 2 for me, I love movies 
that pick up exactly where the first one left off and it just continues the night it can amp things up but it still continues well and halloween 2 definitely amps things up right so for me halloween 2 because i find it i i that's that's a movie that scared the shit out of me the whole hospital aesthetics. I hate there's, hospitals. There's a re- oh my god, I hate yes. hospitals. That and Cobra made me terrified yeah. of hospitals. No, and, and and you can't go anywhere when you're in a hospital. You're stuck. And so for Michael Myers to not only get you at your house, but after you're trying to get better at the hospital, he's still coming about your ass. <laughs> it, it it just continues the night. Yeah. And I for that also that start to finish category. My other one was in that same vein, Hatchet Two. Hatch- Hatchet 2 actually does the exact same thing. Yes, and I really appreciate that, especially from a fan point of view, because, like, yeah, I want to know where this story is going. What are you doing now? Well, especially when your original film does leave off on a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I think that's pretty powerful about Halloween, and we kind of talked about this with Phantasm, but Halloween could exist on its own without the sequels Mm -hmm. and still be be terrifying. uh, Exactly. But with Halloween 2, they did that approach. Rick Rosenthal really tried to ape and mimic as much of Carpenter as he could yeah i think he did a great job i, I, I think halloween 2 can stand on its own and he can you can backtrack easily from halloween 2 and it also gave us leo rossi's uh fantastic performance of amazing grace which <laughs> amazing grace come sit on my face don't just... <laughs> make me cry give me some of your pie i remember seeing that i was like six years old and thinking that was the funniest thing because <laughs> i don't know i don't know any better i'm thinking like he's really she's got some pie cool I like pie. I like pie. Why she got to sit on his face? In case there's no more chairs. Should I eat pie? That's cool. And thus a disturbing and- fetish was born. <laughs> so it's like little bits like that yeah. why I love Halloween too. Just random throwaway memories. It's a very nostalgic thing. for. I love, I love yeah, Halloween Yeah, and let me, t- let me ask you this with Halloween too, because that's the one I saw probably maybe not... It's close with the amount of times I've seen the original Halloween, mm-hmm. but I saw Halloween 2 on TV mm-hmm. so often mm-hmm. that I never really saw the unedited version in ages. I didn't realize that there were boobs oh, in no, Halloween 2. Oh, yeah. There's nurse boobs. Yes. There's nurse boobs. Right I'd before they get sautéed, but there's 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 nurse boobs, and, which, they're, and they're, they're not. It's, it's treats. And there's a few there's a few instances in the um, in Halloween 2 where they kind of mimic in terms of... Because Dean Cundy came back uh-huh. as, the, yeah. uh, as the director of photography. I mean, and there's some genuine scares, and there's some really good um, shots in it like with just the puddle that's the dripping blood mm-hmm. in the puddle that was a very good like shot just, and they do another reveal where you see his white face just show up in the back which mm-hmm. again just my night terrors exist from yeah. that so yeah and it's honestly they really kind of wrap it up you mm-hmm. have loomis right and you know the trainers i just they need to get the <laughs> hell out of Haddonfield <laughs> at this point because there's just bad things falling behind him uh but yeah no it's um it's really it's a powerful one. I know yeah. a lot of people that like it more than the original. I you can't top the original for me, but right, it but it's a, it's it works. It's a good sequel, right? Exactly. If if the original is uh, a ten, Halloween two is probably by eight and a half nine. I would go seven and a half eight, but yeah. you know, but again, I, I dig subject it. Yeah, you know, yeah. And again, I'm not saying that I love it. No, love yeah. It. So yeah, I would I would definitely go for the the, on the big four for Halloween, Halloween two, and Hatchet nice, two. Nice. Yeah. That works. That works. Yeah. What's the next one we should look at? Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. <sighs> yes. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to our Jason Lives episode, we all got to talk a little bit about kind of our favorite Friday kills, our favorite moments from that. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, it came from Part Two because Part Two is one of those interesting films in terms of deviating away from the original 
it, it drastically, but it's still in this. There's that still connecting mm-hmm. thread. Yeah. Well, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But this is. But the- it, it's. It, I. I put it in my scarier rank. I think this is probably one of the scariest sequels. It gives us Jason mm-hmm. number one. It gives yeah. us. It's not the mom. No. It's actual, but still Camp Crystal Lake shenanigans. Yeah, it's almost kind of a remake of the first one. Yeah, with Jason in there because you still have Crazy Ralph. You know, it's got a <laughs> the death curse. curse. <laughs> uh, you get. <laughs> I really, what I really liked about it was I saw this in the theater. It's been a long time ago, almost ten years ago, uh, but seeing it on the big screen. Uh, the one thing that really I really stood out was actually the blackness of the film, just in terms of the use of darkness. Uh-huh. It's almost another character in the film, and there are there are some scary scenes in that film. No, it's terrifying. When he's chasing her at the end, there is this one film. They do a shot, they do a frame within a frame, and you see him running down this hill. It was the most chilling. Like I, it was one of those where I was like, mm-hmm. <gasps> and I had forgotten about it, and it was just it just stood out. It was so striking, and and he's still human. Yes. He's very yeah. much still human, very yeah. much a, a redneck. Yeah. You know, and when you get the the, the inevitable just jump scare at the end. Uh, but um, also, Jenny, Jenny is one of my favorite all-time, like, final girls. She's smart. She's super smart. She She's figured badass. that shit out. Yeah. Well, there's a moment when Jason's trying to break into this thing, and she has this, like, she does this transformor- transformative look of terror that is the, some of the most genuine terror I've seen on screen, mm-hmm. and it really affected me. Yeah. Uh, no, it's one of my all-time favorites. But again, it kind of goes away from the original in terms of killer. But like you said, but it enhances it. But there's still, still a Friday the, it's the Thirteenth movie. It's still a Voorhees. Yes, it's yeah, only still a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees. Fucking Creighton Duke. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, I kind of fall in the two, four, six camp in terms of my Fridays. Yeah, I uh, can all have, love the odd ones as well. But yeah, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, man. Oh, there's something about it. Mm-hmm. We're the it, bad kids. It, it's because it's because it's almost like the whole Halloween, the original one. Just the potato sack. You can transport your own fears, of course, of just either you know, fucking home invasion or some crazy killer stalking you, and just the. <laughs> sheer terror of someone's coming to kill you and he's you don't know what he looks like and he's scary when you're when you're a VH, <laughs> when you're a rental store kid growing up you between friday the 13th part two and the sound that dreaded the town that dreaded sundown right with that other baghead couldn't trust bagheads oh my god all. that's why when cb4 came up and they're like we're the bagheads i was like oh god no I was like, oh my god, what is happening here? I feel bad awful. for the elephant man. He's yeah. like, I'm not a killer. Blah, just walking away. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to be left alone in peace. <laughs> just <laughs> I think that may have been my first introduction to David Lynch, unknowingly. Because <laughs> I was I then late no, uh yeah, no, not David. Jesus Christ. Um yeah, David Lynch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I was from thinking Bruce. Yeah. Okay, so um let's go into uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Mm-hmm. First one, probably one of the most notorious scary unsettling dirty un- yeah, just just sleazy right just real feeling films mm-hmm. the, the kind that you really need to cleanse yourself in some way it was a dare film back yeah, in the day yeah. i mean it was it was one of those that had a reputation and it still has its bite we saw that in the theater a few times yeah yeah and it still plays as scary as it did the first yeah, time you saw because it. it's this people's first time seeing it sometimes and and want to know the hubbub and they genuinely like that movie was crazy whether you love it or hate it it's it sticks with you it does and yeah. so it's interesting because that came out in 74 and so flash forward flash forward 12 years later in 1986 <laughs> yes we get the sequel mm-hmm. and talk about just the 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 course just, redirect yeah just a whole 180 
just swerving oh, insanely uh, they're different so different and the the ironic thing about it is it's the exact same writer the exact same director yep. toby just, hooper coming yep, back just decided you know what i'm going to make a comedy well he originally thought in tone that the first one was a comedy <laughs> that's messed up <laughs> he goes look at all these bo- look at these people getting killed this is hilarious beyond a few things with franklin you know right. i don't really qualify that as a comedy come on man this constant raspberries. <laughs> I did laugh at that. I, I did laugh. No, there's some good levity with that, but yeah. that's not a comedy. No, it's not. It's not a and comedy. I'll at be all. honest. To me, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two isn't a comedy either because I think there's some genuinely there's horrific some genuinely moments. horrific things and, and some things that that are so weird to see. But it's to me, this is the one they turned up to eleven, but on the camp level. Yeah, and just kept going yeah no like this is the one this is the one where instead of turning it up to 11 the the knob is missing so you have to use pliers so you're not sure if you're going either farther away or back forth or if you're going to get shocked by touching the goddamn thing right so so this is the one where you don't know what the fuck's going on i mean really you can't get more because the other one was definitely serious this one is not serious it's not necessarily funny i mean it is but it's definitely not a serious movie this you is know gonna, what I, you know? Yeah, uh, there, this is a film that um, I actually screened at my house a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, it was the last year's marathon, actually. And seeing that with people for the first time there, my neighbors were coming in. People, a few people <laughs> I had never met before, and they're watching the insanity that's going on with yeah. that. Because, oh my God, and it, I don't think you can really do it justice in terms of even talking about it. It's <laughs> so bizarre, but it's... It's it, it's even standing on its own. It's a good weird movie, but to know that it's a part two of the original, you know, it's a direct a direct sequel to the. Whereas, like, there is no way this is direct, but it is. It truly is. It, it's it, it's. What the fuck? I think all you really need to know about it is is it's a canon film. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the best That's, thing about the film. When it starts with the canon logo, you're like, oh, okay. Texas Canon Massacre. Yeah. And a couple shout outs to Bill Mosley, obviously, <laughs> as mm-hmm. Chop Top, yep. creating an iconic character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Johnson with the Leatherface, the Shimmy. Always a good time. And of course, Caroline. Karen stretch. Stretch. She's my fave. <sighs> Play a little Anaconda. There's so much fun to be Dog had. Dog will hunt. <laughs> Get my plate, you dog dick. It's just, there's so, <laughs> again, it's just such a crazy film. It ups the ante. Getting the little man in the ass. Always getting the working man in the ass. Oh God, that movie's so weird. It's Dennis Hopper off his meds. Dennis Hopper does not remember making this film. <laughs> That's all you need to know. So on instead that of one. off his meds, he was actually on more meds. He was enhanced, I believe. Right. Samson had him lifted. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say, as the kids say, he was lit. Yeah, he was. He was doing a little Frank Booth, I believe. <laughs> you could hear him off well, the- Sherman Hemsley. Looking at Leatherface, going, "Don't you fucking look at me!" <laughs> huffing, uh, huffing a little gas before his little chainsaw fight there. But yeah, no, that one goes off the rails. Ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And speaking of another direct sequel that goes off the rails, it is a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two: Freddy's Revenge. This movie, I'm I'm glad people are now looking at it for what it really is. Subtext, text, 
in your face of text. Course, of course, of course. You know, they're still looking at the, this is a fun movie. It, you I, know, when I introduced it, to, I was always much. This is kind of my dark horse pick of my favorite of the series. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's it's not a safe pick, you know, because it was really reviled by a lot of fans. Because this is one that really kind of almost recreates the rules established in the first one. Yes, it, 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 body possession of Freddy Krueger in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and I with know, his powers and shit just. And I know I understand why people don't don't like it. I get it. I mm-hmm. understand that. And mm-hmm. they course correct it in part three. Right. But I give this one the courage to do something different with the character. Super different. And, you know, obviously the psychosexual themes, we've talked about it before. A lot mm-hmm. of people joke about it, but I think there's some really strong undercurrents there. But I was able to really talk about Mark Patton's performance in the film. Yeah. He gives such a good performance as, mm-hmm. as he would say, kind of a scream queen. Yeah. Because um, his character predominantly would have been normally like the female character yeah. in a normal horror film. Uh, but I was able to talk about... <laughs> with pop guns. With pop... Oh, good lot. That, that scene played <laughs> quite well. Uh, <laughs> but I talked a little bit about some of the supporting players. And... Uh, <laughs> Talked about Marshall Bell, of course, or uh, Marshall Bell, but I also talked about Clue Gulliger. Yes. I think this is the first one, part two, they introduced comedy, even an, an, an intentional and unintentional with Clue Gallagher, with, with the one boink, with the whole like. The, the gag. The, well, the, the gag of the of the uh, uh, drain spout and oh, yeah. then the bird from the th- from literally from the three stooges cherry bomb up his ass right it was funny well i even remember watching that the first time and being affected by his performance going i like this guy i mm-hmm. like because it's a throwaway no thank you it's just a thankless character right. and of course robert rustler is grady as one of my all-time favorite like just sidekick buddies I don't know. Again, I mentioned it, but I don't know if maybe it was just, you know, me planting the seeds, but that movie probably played the best out of everything in the Never Sleep Again Marathon. Yeah. Part two. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm glad people are, like, giving it a second chance, you Well, know? And I, it's, again, the comedic bits. Dude, mm-hmm. Robert Rustler is great. He is, one, again, he's just so funny, like, mouthful of food, just, I'm grounded because I put my grandma down the stairs. <laughs> you remember your dreams, only the wet ones. You know, just, like, <laughs> yeah. random shit like that, and he just plays it so well. And then, obviously, you know, the, you're, you're all oh, my, my children now. The freakiness of some of that as well. Yeah. Um, but of course, there is the Marshall Bell scene when he's getting whipped with the towels. Because <laughs> he comes out of nowhere. He's like, hey, I'm at the leather bar. Hey, how's it going, coach? And then next thing you know. <laughs> and part two might be the sweatiest movie ever filmed it's, next to Cruisin'. Like, no. it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. But it played so well. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's a fun movie. It like, was. And I'd, I'd like to, again, like to think maybe it's a palate cleanser for mm-hmm. the Dream Child trilogy. <laughs> but it worked well, man. And it was fun mm-hmm. to see. But yeah, no, just in terms of the big four. Now, obviously, all of these films spawned multiple sequels. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Halloween has... Reboots and sequel, direct knockoffs, TV series, video they, games. They've all had reboots. Yeah, right. they really have. Yeah. Platinum Dunes. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. But the video game... My God, that's the biz- most bizarre thing in terms of... We've talked before, and I'm not going to sidetrack us too much in this conversation, but mm-hmm. why some of these films don't really work well now. And again, I think they were very much a product of their times. Yeah, exactly. The excess of the 80s, they worked well. And that's what happened with every single one of these films. Then after that is you amped everything up. Mm-hmm. Shit to the point where, you know, Halloween 3, 
they totally veer off. Yeah. But of course, then they course correct again eventually. But it's insane just in terms of where some of these went. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that franchise is so weird in Mm -hmm. terms of the directions it goes. Nightmare has a pretty consistent theme. Yeah. Friday. Friday is the most consistent of all. Very much so. It's just, even when it goes off into space, Mm -hmm. it's still consistent of what it is. It it is what it is. Yeah. And then the Halloween franchise. I love part. I I love it's, them all. It's, but it, yeah, but it, it goes off in a lot of unanswered questions yes. that are never going to get answered. A lot of a lot of at least you oh, tried. You, oh, you curse of the thorners out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, and there was some that are so. We'll, we'll always have two. Yep, this is very true. Yeah. So that being said, there's some outliers out there. Obviously, there's, there's a some lot part twos out there that we're fans of. Um, we posed a question out there on our Facebook and Twitter feed as well, so we're going to get to those. But a few of my favorite part twos, man, and there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just list a few, kind of riff a little bit on them. But I'll start off off with a uh, hello, Mary Lou, prom night two. I like that one a lot. That's a fun one. Another one that goes way off. Way off. Totally different thing. Michael Ironside, very Canadian. Mm -hmm. Not Cronenberg, but Canadian. A lot of fun. Chucked it out recently. Still holds up. Good gore. Loved it. I'm going to go. This is going to be a dark horse. Uh, Or not a dark horse. This is going to be an odd one. You have to bear with me on this one. I think in terms of just amping up the mad capery. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Gremlins 2. Oh, God, yes. And Gremlins 2. And I think if people are going to like, that's not horror. Yes, it is. There's creatures destroying stuff, but they just make it so crazy and so much fun. Yeah. And and there's there's kills and there's chaos and, and, and it makes fun of itself. Like with the whole, like, don't say Abraham Lincoln. You know, just like, just that whole thing. And then the, like that, that redhead in the web, the cool, really cool. It was just a good surprise movie, but it amped up the mad capery. It's Joe Dante's purest essence. I yes. Think. It's, yeah. But also they've got that great spider gremlin with the slayer, mm-hmm. angel of death in the background. That's all you need. They man. have the bat gremlin that shoots off in the building and makes that's the signal. bat signal. It's so fucking dope. It's just it's fun. Yeah, Hulk Hogan out of nowhere. Just just ran, Leonard Malton getting his ass kicked. Just a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. That's mm-hmm. a good one, and I would not have had that on there because and it it is a horror film. But mm-hmm. you know what? That's one of those like gateway horror films for no, kids. I think no. where you could kind of trans, but still fun for everybody. Oh yeah, it's, fun for the family, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, and this is one of those kind of obvious ones, but Evil Dead Two. Yeah, just almost in terms definitely of kind of a recreation. Mm-hmm. Add the fun into it. This is the fun one. Yeah, this is the one. Like I think someone said, like you don't need the first one. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's okay. you're cool. You're cool. It's a reboot, direct sequel mishmash because it is a re. It's a hundred percent a remake, and it is a hundred percent a sequel. So it's hard. It, you put them. You can put them in both camps. Yeah, and it just spawns such mad capery from it. And it is one of those films that truly a cult classic. Because I saw two before I saw one. So did I. Yeah, and it was such a total difference. Yeah, because I'm like, well, this isn't huh. funny. No. This isn't fun. Um, where's the Cosby Willow? Yeah. Oh, there it oh, is. There, ooh. <laughs> there's no zobbly bip on that. No, there's not no. as mirthful as no. part two there. <laughs> yeah, no, but still just very... And this was one of those films, I think it's very much a transformative film. A lot of those that, you know, was your first experience into mm-hmm. the splatter, uh, the becoming a gore hound. And of mm-hmm. course, Sam Raimi, which opens up so many more doors because again, I've mentioned Evil Dead to me is an art film yeah. as a horror film, just in terms of the way it's, it's fantastic. So what's another one you've got? Uh, I said the best open world. Okay, so okay. basically, for a sequel to for a sequel to be really uh, something special, it needs to take the original and 
not amp it up. You, you want to amp it up, but you also want to open it out. Difference between amping and opening. Yeah, you want to open the world and just show like, hey, this is what I want to create, you know? And I think the best example of that one is Purge Anarchy. Oh, nice. Not very recent also. Yeah, because I, re- I recently saw it and I was really thinking, I'm like, you know, what makes a good sequel? Amping it up, but opening it up for more and for different things. And it spawned a good franchise. It really did. So I think that's one of my newer favorites. And we just talked about it on, we were guest on the uh, Media Rewind podcast, yeah. able to talk about that. And it truly does. It's basically, they listened to everyone from the mm-hmm. first film. Because it was an, a very interesting pre- uh, premise. Uh, premise. And it was like, well, what's next? Where do we go from here? And they did a fantastic job of just like, this is the new world, you know? And so it really kind of like, oh, this is a really good sequel. Yeah. So, yeah, one of my newer favorites. That's oh, a good one. Uh, another one I just recently saw, and it's on uh, Netflix streaming, is to, just in terms of the first one, some people don't consider it a horror film, but I do. But um, Jaws, to me, is a horror film. Mm-hmm. And in part two, they really amp the shark's deaths mm-hmm. in terms of his kills. They make them gnarlier. They do. Yeah. So much so that More this, violent. Movie, this movie plays like a slasher film. Yeah. The oh, opening yeah. scene is basically the slasher coming into town, and you got this new shark coming into town and <laughs> causing the, the town that dreaded high tide. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they are well, and it's such an interesting thing because it's it more of a. It's basically a meaner remake of the first, in essence, mm-hmm. uh, to the point where the scar, the 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 shark is scarred. Yeah. at the very end, I'm back, bitch. And yeah. there is that kill. Where he's killing the boy out in the water, and then he gr- drags the boy, and you just see him going right into a boat, and then you hear this, and he just he's he's cruel in his mm-hmm. kills. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Check it out again if you haven't seen it in a while. It's on Netflix streaming. But yeah, Jaws 2 is so much fun because it is a horror movie. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Hmm. Um, I've got two more that I'm going to lay down here, and then I'll... Uh, there was so many to choose from. Um... And this one's another one that I think is a, a good world builder, and it amps up the tension, it amps up the horror, um, it amps up a lot of things. It's a very good definition of what a sequel should be. Um, aliens. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very. Oh my god. Yeah. Because that still is still it's still a genuinely <coughs> scary film. It's a very scary movie. It's significantly to me. It's significantly scarier than the first one. The first one had a lot of dread. Mm-hmm. But this one was just feel it, it gave not more scary, more tensiony, you know. Yeah, I had more feeling of like they were really going to come and get me. The they're coming out of nowhere, in. you know. Because there was one on the first one. If everybody bands together, you can take it. But when you're surrounded, of course. you know, you've got nowhere to go, and these little things that are coming at you. Yeah, no, and it's more bombastic. It's yeah. just it's amped to eleven, taking on a somewhat different course, different director, same world, and it just opened it. And up. They opened it up again. Yeah, so I and yeah, it's really interesting too because that is definitely kind of an auteur's franchise for the most part, just mm-hmm. because Ridley Scott had a very definitive vision, James Cameron had a very much a vision, right? David Fincher, of course, there were issues yeah, there. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the French Luke director, Besson. yeah, no, no, not so Luke it's, yeah, yeah, not Luc Besson, no, no that would have no, been a different uh, film. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So no. And uh, that was a really good choice on that because mm-hmm. that's also the one that I saw the first time. And then going back and seeing the first one again, yeah. so totally different. And yeah. going, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that. Um, okay. So this is my final two picks here. Um, again, there's so many to choose from. But this one is a, a guilty pleasure. And even now in my old age, I really don't 
say I have guilty pleasures, mm-hmm. but this movie is still kind of a guilty pleasure. Lay it on me. Howling 2. <laughs> Your sister's and, a werewolf. And only because of <laughs> Sybil Danning's performance yeah. and the fact that there's that really weird werewolf werewolf orgy in the middle of the film <laughs> yeah there's that great new wave band like hmm. christopher lee is embarrassed to be in the film you know it's just there's so many the weird... things i do for a bloody paycheck <laughs> and it's another one that's uh very much different from the first um, <laughs> yeah. yeah joe dante on the first one yeah this one but it's and also because of the end credits there is just this constant repeat of just seeing her boobs over. It's obnoxious. <laughs> even to the point when I was growing up as a masturbating teenager, even I was like, okay, this is overkill, guys. Ten more minutes. Yeah, Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> like, it gives me plenty of time. But yeah, kind of a guilty pleasure. I need to pick it up on Scream Factory because I know they have it out there. <laughs> All right, I got uh, I got three more. Okay. and But they're really quick ones. Um, one of my guilty pleasures, being of guilty, guilty pleasures. Pleasure. Uh, I love this movie to death. It's not. It never got as much acclimates as it did. It spawned a whole entire franchise, and I think part two is my favorite of the one. And I'm going to go with Critters. Nice pull. I love, love, love Critters Destroy too. the Krites. Destroy the Krites. It's another one that just kind of opens up the world and just enhances and amps things up. <laughs> Obviously, because a little bit you, of more of a budget too, which yes, makes it more bombastic. Because you were one, the, the, you were set in town in the first one, but you're pretty limited to the home. Mm-hmm. This time, you go into the f- burger joints. You're going all over town. You're like destroying entire churches instead of one critter, a whole bunch turned into a big ball of death. They took a lot of risks and they made it a lot of fun, and they still kept the fun and, and amped the funny. Because the first one was very campy and funny, mm-hmm. but it was still serious in a way. I mean, yeah. it, it knew what it was. This one knows what it was. And like, hey, we're just going to go for it and make it funny. Lynn Shea's in it. Uh, the guy who plays the sheriff. He's mm-hmm. always that one character that actor. Yeah. God damn it. What's going on in here? And spitting tobacco. You know, it's just a fun movie. And directed by the finest hair in all of horror, Mick Garris. Mick Garris. The whole Easter kills. Yeah. That's it's grand. just Buck Flowers is the junkyard dealer. That's right. And he's Buck like, Flower. and he, he buys the eggs. <laughs> for a case of Monster Brown. Yeah, go put the eggs in the back and I'm going to get this case of Monster Brown but I'm out of the truck. Yeah. Surprised it wasn't Viper. There's right. a little yeah. cinematic bleed there over. There we go. <laughs> no, so that is one of my absolute, absolute favorites. I don't think that should be a guilty pleasure. No, nah, I love that movie. I'd feel more guilty about, about Howling <coughs> 2 than I would Critters 2. <laughs> so my last pick is kind of not unconventional, but it's loved enough that it's getting its own special edition disc from Scream Factory uh, coming out in January. Uh, the first one I love, first one... PG horror, but scared the shit out of me. Continues to scare the shit out of me. But um, the sequel, definitely unconventional. Uh, amps up the horror. Amps up- Poltergeist 2. Yes. Yes. The first one is terrifying, but this one just adds that whole mysticism element that's even God more. is in <gasps> his holy temple. God. Earthly born. Mm. Be silent now. Yeah. Kane. Kane. Fuck me up. And then right after, the fucking worm monster. No. When the the person comes out and is wiggling on the floor and then turns and looks. No. It's terrifying. Terrifying. And it's got the face of the old preacher man. Fuck all that noise. Yeah, it does. Fuck all that noise. Revisit it if you haven't seen it in a while. Oh, my God. It's terrifying. Screen Factory's putting out a special edition of it. I'm picking it up. Oh, it's so fucking scary. Culture Guys 2, the other side. Mm -mm, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. Uh Uh-uh. 
ah, fuck all that noise. That even like head toward the light, Carolyn. No, I, even she kind of freaks me out. Zelda Rubenstein, Zelda. and she brings her like homie. Like he's he's a native shaman. He'll he, bless that's the chief house. from uh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, yeah, but. Just killing it and making everything scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, just ugh. Yeah. Oof, it's oof, good. Oof, it's fun. Oof, oof. Brace, the the braces attacking him. Come on mm-hmm. now. Come on. Yeah. Now. Okay, so I have two more. One is kind of like a guilty one, and because it scares me. And the other one is probably my favorite sequel of all time. Ooh, there we go. Um, so the first one that kind of scares me, but it's so stupid, and I don't know why. It it, it it's funny, but it's stupid. Food of the Gods too. I, that movie is hilarious to me, and it's also terrifying to me at the same time. So I know it's cheesy, and I know they're puppets, but god damn it, just the thought of giant rats scurrying around, eating every, it just terrifies me, but it's hilarious. Cause it's I campy. Like, <laughs> it's campy, but it's scary. <laughs> Billy, I'd like you to meet Dr. Blah, 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 and I'd like you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and if any of you have ever been to the Alamo Draft House, they do have a great little uh, don't text, don't talk. Uh, otherwise, Billy will tell, tell you to shut the fuck up. It's so good. Nobody knows the movies. That, what's that? I'm like, and instantly, I'm like, that's Food of the Gods, too. It gets yeah. so bizarre that Food of the Gods gets a sequel. Right. It yeah. Just, that's, how, that's how it worked in the horror field. If you made a little money, let's just milk it for all it's worth. And mm-hmm. you get Food of the Gods, too. Was it like Gnaw, I think? Yep. Like Gnaw, Food of the Gods, nah, too. The- I have that on VHS. It, I have that on VHS and DVD. Nice. No. That's commitment. No. That's love. That's a relationship it's, it's, with the film. It, I, lo- I love it and I hate it. It's yeah. scary because I'm like, Ugh. And then my last one. Yeah, what is your, you said this is like your all-time probably favorite. probably favorite sequel of all time. And uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't guessed it right now. It's an anthology. Oh, shit, of course. <laughs> Thanks for the ride, Thanks lady. The ride. Creep Show 2. I fucking love that movie like that little like that satyr that you got on there whatever you got the hey wooden greg old chief wooden greg i like creep show 2 a lot it's nowhere near the fun as the first one but yeah. god damn is that not a good movie it contains to I, me like the all-time best segment in any of the creep shows yeah. or even tales from the dark side with the raft mm-hmm. to me that's an all-timer <sighs> that's and then yeah, I loved Old Chief Wooden. I understand why people wanted it. The, oh, that's beautiful that hair. hair. I I kind of like dig that dude. I mean, I, he's deplorable, but I understand. John like, Redcorn's early years, right? Look at this luxurious hair. I know, I know what it's like. I know exact. I feel your pain, my man. You know, I ain't gonna go to the full extent you are. <laughs> but and then the raft. Oh, the, Jesus Christ! And I'm, and then thanks for the ride, lady. That. That even if you don't know, even if you don't know Creep Show two, that is such an iconic. It, it's just it's it's ingrained. The people who've seen Creep yeah. Show two, you go thanks for the rod, like, fucking shorty. She's. <laughs> I was surprised. She like, like uh, uh, mom was uh, my my mom was taking shorty somewhere, and I'm like, hey, how you guys doing? She goes, oh, good. Shorty's buckling up, right? And they're gonna go, and shorty's like. Thanks for the rod, later in his little crazy voice, and then they're like, <laughs> oh my, my mom's God. like, stop it, don't, that scares me." Because I saw that movie in the theater with my mom, so she even if she I go, "Thanks for the rod, later it's such, it's and he takes a fucking beating in that movie. He really does. Well, that to me also is one of the most memorable things in that yeah. film because it's the last one you see, mm-hmm. and it just it's it's. I don't. I'm not going to say it's iconic. But it it's, is. It is. I, I mean, like people dress him up like Halloween. It's our buddy Chris did recently. Yeah, I think that if if they would have if I think this movie would have been 
as good as the original if they would have took out the cartoon segment and put another uh, a story in there and make it a little bit more comic booky. Yeah, but at the same because it still has the very same fun tone. Oh no, it very it's much. Still, it's still it's a creep show movie. Well, it's a, it's a good movie and it has to be one of my favorite. Uh, sequels of all time. I got the fucking pick poster hanging oh, on my yeah. wall. I love Creepshow too. I love this movie. And I'll be that was actually. I mean, not even just sequels, but probably favorite horror. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, Creepshow, Creepshow two. I love it. Cannot go wrong with it, man. Thanks yeah. for the ride. Thanks, Thanks for the ride, ride lady. lady. So we posed a f- uh, this question out to you guys on Facebook, and what were we going to call this one here, Genius? Uh, shit, I forgot. Oh, it's okay. That's okay. What were we going to call it? That's uh, okay. We don't. Sh- uh, shit, I oh, can't find oh, it. Oh, oh, um, commenters corner. Commenters corner. That's right. So yeah. on comment, our commenters corner. Little NPR segment. Um, on commenters corner, we're talking about horror movie sequels. So uh, we posed it to you guys. Uh, what was your favorite horror sequel? Tell us what you think. Dominic Winicky, uh, director of uh, Death Rot. <laughs> uh, you've heard him on the podcast before. Noted Friday the 13th, 3 and 4, and oh shit, Fright Night Part 2. Fright Night 2 is good. Fright Night 2 is good. Now, uh, I, I think I think for this discussion, even if you put on like 3 and 4, we're gonna, just going to stick with this Part 2 mm-hmm. that you've that the, the commenters corner mentioned, just to keep with the theme. Of the theme. But uh, Fright Night 2, I had a chance to see this movie. Unfortunately, it was on... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, but, there's no good way to get this film. Right, but it's a fun movie. They do amp up yeah. the special effects. I think Fright Night was such a great movie. There was no way they would part two would live up to it. And I think they kind of knew that. And so they're like, well, we're just going to have fun with it. And let's just, I mean, the kills were great. Yeah. The special effects were really, really top notch. Julie Carmen just mm. killing Oof. it. Uncle Rico full of bugs. Brian Thompson. Uh, it, it's, it's, un- it's unreal. Yeah. You've got the original guys back together. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Lee Wallace directed it. So mm-hmm. there's it's a, a lot. Good, it's, it's a good Revisit movie. Revisit it. Yeah. Revisit it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dominic. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Havens, a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. over on What the Fuck Happened. Uh, Ginger Snaps 2. Oh. I have not seen Ginger Snaps 2. I don't think I have either, oh, but I man, do man. enjoy Ginger Snaps 1. Fantastic. Immensely. So I don't think I'll have to check that one out. And I know the third one, they actually become like a prequel but it's like, like isn't it like set in colonial times yes. what's that like to live gingerly a <laughs> uh, friend of the podcast Sean Spinks said uh, Return of the Living Dead 2 I loved how it knew it was a sequel not a great movie but it understood how well we would all see it I think so I I, I... I saw that, and that's the that's the Return of the Living Dead I actually saw in the theater at yeah. Oak Park Mall yeah I think me too and... at Indian Springs but I, but th- that's one of those. Another when you backtrack to the original, mm-hmm. it's not different in tone, but it's more serious because the second one is just so over the top. It's comedic. a cartoon. Yeah. It's a cartoon. I, I I enjoy it. Yeah, but it's it's nowhere near as good as to me. To me, all of all opinions expressed are simply those <laughs> of the who said it. And because. <laughs> I, I don't know. I dig it. I dig the movie. It was like a good try. But yeah. to me, the first one was so a wonderful experience that even though this is almost an evil dead treatment of just retelling the exact mm-hmm. same story with more comedy and more gore. And I don't think it worked. I think the problem where it lost me is when the Michael Jackson one came in. I dug it. I laughed. But I'm like, oh, I think it's taking itself too funny. Yeah. You know, that was the beauty of the first one. It had a lot of like naturally occurring funny things. And it was very well balanced. Right. And the, I actually I think it's more scary than 
funny. It's the both. original. It's it's both. I I think yeah. it's more. I think the first one's more funny than scary, but it's also there's some terrifying things, and it's overall more scary the first one because of the themes. Oh, very much. The, so. It hurts to be dead. That's the scariest. Oh. The 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 main sub 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 yeah. subtext. You really don't get that the, at all. In the no, sequel. in part two, it's 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 funny to be dead. Do 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 do. Hey, we're all gonna get laid. You get, know, get the damn yeah. screwdriver out of my head. All right. right. Well, Chris Daniel, a friend of the podcast, Chris mm-hmm. and Regina, he's saying Friday the Thirteenth Part Five and Nightmare Part Two for Regina Daniel and myself. So some love yes. for Part Two. Good, good, good. And for a sequel that's better than the original, Ghoulies Two. Ghoulies Two. He says. Ghoulies 2, you know what? That That's, whole circus thing, yeah. I, I dug it. I dug it. I wish there was a little bit more like mysticism, yeah. but I thought it was pretty cool. You can't go wrong with Royal Dano. No. You can't go wrong okay. with Royal Dano. And part three, when they go to college, come on now. Getting a higher <laughs> education. Uh, Blair Craig, uh, Blair, Blair Craig, Blair Craig, uh, who you've heard on Nerds of Nostalgia before, huh? Prometheus. Mm-hmm. which I believe you responded in tune with that one there. So, uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, Stuart mm-hmm. Word said, Ooh, you are issuing a clear invitation to bring up The Exorcist 3. Mm-hmm. And Stuart, yes, absolutely, which, not a part two, but uh, Scream Factory just put that out on yeah. The Exorcist 3, and that has... One of the scariest scenes in all cinematic yes, history. Yes, it does. Yeah. Which uh, Tales of Halloween, the very first segment, aped really well in mm-hmm. terms of a little homage to it. But yeah, that is probably one of these... Brad Dourif is phenomenal in it. You need to watch The Exorcist on ABC. Okay, I'm telling you, it's right. really good. Maybe I'll do that for Halloween. You should. Oh, that's maybe what I'll you do that for do. Halloween. I think I think you'll get a lot out of it, man. It's nice. It's it, it's interesting. It's taking a turn. Nice. Um, I don't know, but there's so many more sequels out there, you guys. So uh-huh. hit us up over on Facebook, over on Twitter, Nightmare Junk on Twitter, uh, Nightmare Junkhead on Facebook. Man, uh, it's been a crazy October uh, there, genius. Um, oh, yeah. And, and the best is yet to come. Of course, of course. Um, so, you know, look for us here soon. Um, and we're already planning next year's Halloween marathon. Oh, I, we already have, like, lists of ideas. Like, we could do this, this, this movie. Yeah, we could do also this, 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 this we movie. We have this board, basically. and you know, Like, Memento. The... No, it's like one of those, like, like not usual suspects boards. What is like, it's uh, got yarn attaching mm-hmm. to everything, the connective tissue. Mm-hmm. There's no Pepe Silva! There's no, yeah. As it is, well, we're already giving a lot of thought into it, but definitely come and check us out on Saturday, October 29th at Tapcade, Mm -hmm. starting at 6 o'clock, you guys. Three horror sequels, all part twos. Shenanigans, Halloween fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. And, you know, I just want to say, I don't think we're going to have another one until after Halloween, but I want to thank all the listeners out there and just remind them, you know, I love Halloween as much as the next person, and I want everybody to be able to celebrate Halloween every year. So whatever you're going to do, no matter whether it's stay at home or whether it's going out purging, whatever you do, (laughs) be safe and have a very happy Halloween.